Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Thursday, November 30th. Our top story, a mum and her former boyfriend have been found guilty of murdering her baby's son at a caravan near Faversham. 18-month-old Alfie Phillips was found to have 70 injuries, including broken bones, when he died in Hearn Hill in November 2020. His mum, Sean Hedges, who's 27 and from Yelverton in Devon, and 35-year-old Jack Benham from High Street Road in Hearn Hill, both denied murder but have been convicted by a jury. DCI Kath Way is from Kent Police. This is a fantastic result and we really feel that justice has been served for Alfie and his family today. Sean Hedges, Alfie's own mother, who should have been there to keep him safe and to protect him, along with her boyfriend, Jack Benham, have caused such unimaginable pain and suffering to Alfie. They subjected him to so much violence. It was torturous and it was wicked. At no point during this investigation or this trial have they taken responsibility for what they've done. And that's meant that the family have had to endure a lengthy trial listening to the horrendous details of what Alfie has been put through and the web of lies that have been told. This has been a really difficult and emotional trial for everyone involved, not least the jury members. But their decision today and their verdicts have meant that Sean Hedges and Jack Benham will be held accountable for their crimes. They'll be sentenced at a later date. Kent Online reports. A surgeon who worked at the former Falker Manor Hospital in Longfield is on trial, facing charges of fraud and forgery. Mohammed Suhaib Sait is accused of submitting overpriced claims to insurance companies for simple procedures and then forging letters to prove his innocence when questioned. The 61-year-old who lives in Chislehurst is thought to have made thousands of pounds. He denies the allegations and the trial continues. An investigation is underway following a sex attack in Margate. A woman's told police she was approached by a man in Cornwall Gardens in the early hours of yesterday before he touched her over her clothes. He's thought to have come from the direction of the seafront and left when challenged. A man's due to be sent back to prison after police stopped a car on the M25. Officers managed to pull over the BMW not far from the Dartford crossing following a chase. A 37-year-old from Sittingbourne was arrested on suspicion of drug driving. A flat in Snodland has been boarded up after reports of antisocial behaviour. It means no one other than the landlord is allowed to visit the property in Polyfields Close. A 61-year-old man's also appeared in court accused of harassment and assault. Now, the man who founded the Oasis Group has spoken out about recent strike action from teachers on Sheppey. Stafford Academy sites in Minster and Sheerness have taken to the picket line over safety fears. They say they're being threatened and abused by pupils. Nicola's been chatting to Steve Chalk, who's head of the group. It's heartbreaking for me personally, because I know that it's exactly what these children don't need. Um, Secondly... I understand that every staff member in every school across the country should be in a position where they feel safe. So for those two reasons, it's um, it's a really sad turn of events. Has it shocked you what you've heard from teachers? I mean, it certainly shocked us when we, we spoke to a teacher last week and she was retelling the, the threats of of violence and the the kind of mob mentality by some groups of children. Have you been surprised by what you've heard? I'm shocked, 
and not surprised, which I need to explain. When Oasis came to take on the Academy, as you probably know, in 2014, when we took it over from Dulwich College, who'd run the Academy and built the Academy and run it for the first years, uh, they'd been unable to contain any of these issues, which existed then. That's the whole point. And the government asked Oasis to step in because, uh, because the Academy was failing and all of this kind of behaviour was evident then. And of course had been before, even before an Academy was ever conceived, go stretching back decades as, as some of the media has, has picked up on. This is a generational problem. So we were asked to step in and take on the Academy I was in the room. I was, I'm not one of the executives of our school charity, but um, I was in the room as the founder of the Oasis Group of Charities. And, um, and we said, yes, we'll do this, but what we need is, and we went through a list of, of investments that we knew needed to be made to make a difference. How, you know, if, if Dulwich College couldn't do it, how come Oasis is going to be able to do it? If the regime before that couldn't do it, how come Dulwich College was going to be able to do it? So we asked for a whole number of investments and, and with the exception of one of a bit of them, uh, nothing has been done. And it's specifically, nothing has been provided on the island as yet around special educational needs. There should be a facility and nothing has been provided around alternative provision. More strike action is planned for next week. Elsewhere, funding to local youth services is set to be cut as council bosses have voted in favour of bringing in a one-stop shop for help and support. Family hubs will bring multiple services all under one roof, but they will divert money away from existing groups. Adele's children are part of Gifted Young Gravesham, which will be affected by the decision. She says it'll be a huge loss to the community. I can't even imagine not having this. It's been such a huge part of our lives. This is our second home, our second family, and without this, my daughter would have never received the counselling that she needed to get through hardships of life that teenagers in 2023-24 have to go through more and more every single day. Um, she wouldn't be the open-minded and confident person she is today. This is the future. Youth work is the future. They are actually raising and helping the generation of the future that's going to look after us when we are older people, that's going to make important decisions and taking safe places away from them and taking opportunities away from them is, in my opinion, the worst possible decision they can do for the economy, for the uprising crime and just for their and their kids' future. Kent County Council insists families and young people will still be able to get the support they need. Kent Online News. An investigation's underway after a woman was found in a Tunbridge street with facial injuries. Police were called to Priory Road in the early hours of Sunday after she was discovered by members of the public. She was assessed by paramedics before being taken to hospital. Six bank branches in Kent are set to close as more people move away from high street banking. Lloyds and Halifax will close their sites in Dartford, Orpington and Hearn Bay next year. It comes as Metro Bank has announced plans to lay off 20% of its workforce. 
The Kent MP is welcoming another extension to the truce between Israel and Hamas. Both sides have agreed to continue the pause in fighting for a seventh day to allow for the release of more hostages and Palestinian prisoners. Security Minister and Tunbridge and Walling Rep Tom Tugendhat says the Israeli Prime Minister is in a difficult situation. Can you imagine what would happen if a thousand British citizens had been taken hostage by a terrorist group? Can you imagine the pressure that would be on the government to get those people back. Of course, we would do absolutely everything we could to get those people back. So it's absolutely understandable that there are huge pressures on the Israeli government to get their hostages back and to make sure that this threat is removed. But there's also a pressure, which we're all very aware of, to make sure that any, any solution is sustainable. And that means having uh, the ability to having a, an enduring peace between uh, the Palestinians in Gaza and those Israelis who uh, live right next door to them. It's been revealed new arrival centres for unaccompanied asylum-seeking children are being planned in Kent before the new year. The idea is to ease pressure on children's services in the county. The local authority is currently looking after 519 under-18s. The maximum should be 346. A Kent MP has thrown her support behind a bill that would increase fines for overrunning roadworks. The new legislation would mean companies who don't complete work on time could pay up to £12,500 per day. Rochester and Strood MP Kelly Tolhurst is among those saying it would act as a great incentive for companies to meet their deadlines. New plans have been unveiled for a slip road off the A2 and into Canterbury, years after planning permission was first granted. The proposal for the junction at Wincheap was given the go-ahead in 2018, but construction was never started. The new project will cost nearly £9 million and will be funded by developers who are building a nearby housing estate. Elderly people living in a tower block in Hearn Bay say they've been left freezing cold after waiting six weeks for heating to be fixed. Many residents at the St Anne's Court retirement complex have health conditions which can be made worse by the chilly weather. Elaine, David and Margaret all live there. I mean, I've been going to bed in the afternoons just to get in the quilt to get warm. Because sometimes the heat just goes completely off and you've got nothing. And with the cold weather coming in, it's, it's been really bad. I've been going with too many daughters around there, keep get walls, but then you've still got to come back to the cold flat. Well, the past six weeks has been horrible, uh, especially of an evening, especially of early mornings. And if you have to get up in the night time to go to the toilet, it's bitter cold, it's freezing cold. And it's not changed in six weeks. My ears are still was lukewarm and they're still lukewarm now. Uh, they're talking about uh, giving people electric fires. Um, when that's going to happen and if it ever happens, no one knows. It's been really sad. It's been sad. You want to cry for some of the some of the residents. You do really want to cry because it's not. They may appear whatever today. This room we're in now is the lounge. It's on run off a different heating system. So we have been actually gathering down here in the afternoons, coffee, because it's warmer. But then the, the comment you get is, well, I've got to go back into the freezing cold now. We have had it, into, and they've done what they could do. They've come out, they've done whatever. But apart from us make complaining, making official complaints, um, they've not actually communicated with us, and they've only responded to those individuals that have made the complaint. They haven't come round the block. They haven't had us together for a meeting. 
it's just and our heating it paid in with our rent we paid for this so we're entitled to it Places for People, which runs the seafront complex, has apologised for the disruption caused. The company says engineers have been working hard on site to fix the issue since it was first reported in October, with staff attending the block 13 times in total. A solution has now been found and they're taking steps to make sure it doesn't happen again. Kent Online reports. World leaders are gathering in Dubai for the start of the COP28 climate conference today. It's been described as a milestone moment as we take stock of progress on the Paris Agreement from 2015. Here in Kent, initiatives are continuing to reduce plastic waste, cut carbon emissions and protect the environment. Adventure activist Kate Strong has spoken to children at the Green School Awards in Ashford. We can't always rely on our leaders to do the right thing, uh, not for, want to, for, for desires but um, it's great to see the kids getting involved and actually taking affirmative action around this topic. And tell us what you've been doing over the past year. You've been on a bit of a challenge, haven't you? Yeah, I have. So on a handmade bamboo bike, I cycled 3,500 miles around Britain, visiting communities and schools, just as what we're seeing today, to hopefully give me hope and realise that there are great projects and initiatives out there, and there are. So, yeah, it was great to... to connect to the nation but also see that there are many many initiatives happening that we can just take action and and reverse what we're seeing around the climate crisis and what was your journey like what did you see when you were on your journey that perhaps inspired you or concerned you so the inspiration is really simple grassroots ideas, women planting fruit trees outside supermarkets. So one, we can save money regarding food. There's the education piece around where our food comes from and also buying locally and in season and removing our waste as well. But there's also the high level engineers who are uh, innovating, innovating ideas to remove plastic and microplastics from our cosmetics using collagen from leaves. So it was just great to see really simple ideas that we could all do. We could all plant a fruit tree in a local car park or a bit of grassland near our house, but also knowing that there are the scientists investing in bigger projects to make sure that our food chain, our water and our land is protected as well. Anything that worried you whilst you're on your journey? Because when you're on a bike, I guess you, you get to stop and you get to see the surrounding area a bit closer than you would if you were in a car. <laughs> Yeah, I think the main concern was it took me a few weeks to realise, but I kept saying, oh, look at the green, look at the nature. And then I realised it's monolithic. What I'm seeing is one type of grass, one type of hedgerow, very few diverse colours. It was So that is quite a concern that we're not having different grasses in our in our fields we're only seeing one style so that is quite a concern and I suppose what we need to do is plant even just putting clover in our feet in our grass so we have that beautiful green idyllic uh, garden but we're also adding more diversity for our bees and our insects to be able to feed off as well. And for an athlete, I guess it's lovely when we have beautiful weather and you can get outside and it's lovely and warm and dry, but that's not always a great thing, is it, particularly for the environment? Well, no, I mean, this summer, I mean, last year we had record temperatures of over 40. This summer we hit the wettest July, I think, on record as well. And I was cycling through that uh, and it just drove home again. One one month I was burning and blistering, the next month I was freezing cold and shivering in my tent. Uh, We do not know what's happening and that's the problem is we're seeing hundreds year weather reports every other year and it's only going to get worse so we really need to address it immediately because the weather will only become more unpredictable more unstable and actually more extreme as well and are you hopeful for the future with um you know this younger generation clearly very passionate about ecology and and the environment and doing something to protect it I haven't found one thing to give me like this is it we're, we're set the future is guaranteed 
but I haven't found a reason to not have hope either. And we do need to take action. And yes, the future generation holds a lot of motivation, inspiration, and that youthful spirit, but it's up to us oldies as well to keep doing our bit as well. So yes, I do have hope, but we still need to keep our foot on gear five on the pedal and keep moving forward and asking what else can we do every single day. Wildlife experts have revealed a former golf course in Medway that's set to become a new park is home to great crested newts and 34 species of birds. A survey of Deangate Ridge in Who has been carried out to find out what impact creating cycle routes and paths would have. The newts are considered to be internationally important. Meantime, wildlife activists say a wind turbine in Kent that's set to be torn down has become home to nesting peregrine falcons and ravens. They claim removing the structure in Richborough between Sandwich and Ramsgate will add to the relentless destruction of habitats. A nest box was placed nearby, but the birds haven't taken to it. Kent Online News. A circus in Hearn Bay will have to find a new home after local residents lodged complaints about noise and mess. Santa's Circus was parked up in Hampton Bay Park for almost three weeks in August, but the owner of the site says they're not welcome back. Circus boss Ernest Santos says his team turned down the music after a resident complained and switched off some lights, and he wasn't aware of any further issues. Plans to extend the pier in Hearn Bay have been put on hold. The idea was most recently suggested in 2019 at a cost of around £5 million. But current bosses say rising costs mean it's not looking very likely to happen. We're being invited to have our say on plans to sell some of Kent's windmills. Kent County Council are planning to sell eight of them, including ones in Mepham and Ashford, in a bid to raise money. A public consultation is currently underway and will run into the new year. Now, this is one of our more unusual stories as we've been chatting to a man who can often be seen walking down Rochester High Street with a duck on his shoulder. 58-year-old Mark Collier and his birds Dog and Goldie are also regularly spotted in the castle grounds and even at the pub. They live on a boat at Gillingham Marina. Mark's been telling us more about what they get up to. I've had ducks before, but four and a half years ago I put loads of eggs in the incubator and one... 12 hatched out that day, but one hatched out and it followed me everywhere like a little little dog, hence his name Dog. So I decided to pet it and look after it and take it back to my boat and cuddle it. And nowadays Dog and I have been together for four and a half years and we go uh, camping together. He, he's just like a normal dog, he follows me around all day long and then we do War of the Roses reenactment. So during the battle he has to stay in a cage. But after the battle, he comes around meeting and greeting people. He's such a friendly duck. He'll sit on my hand like this one or just walk beside me. That's why I love ducks. It's, and now I need a replacement um, because next year we're getting a lot of bookings. People say, oh, can you bring the duck to this event? Um, I just don't want to let anyone down. So I've got two ducks to take along with me now instead of the one. But Dog and Goldie are friends. I got the egg from the local farm shop at Grange Road in Raynham. I put four eggs in the incubator and 28 days later, this one hatched out. But Goldie loves a, a little routine every morning. She has uh, lettuce, melon, peas. And then when we go for a swim dinner time, she'll have a little swim in the pond. I'll put her down on the floor. She'll shake herself down flap her wings and then we walk from the pond all the way back to the workshop and if I stop she stops before beside me just like dog does. 
I take dog back to my boat most evenings and I sit there. We do like watching Count Duckula together. We've watched all episodes of Count Duckula. And then some nights I do take Goldie back. And then at night time, when we've finished, they go into the dog cage in the wheelhouse and they sleep in the wheelhouse. And then in the morning, we have a little cuddle. I have a cup of coffee before we walk all the way back to my workshop. They walk beside me, it's lovely. Gillingham Marina actually do pay me an allowance every month for food for the ducks and we've got swans. We just had a signet hatch out this year so they help provide finances for the signet for food, bedding. It's a lovely little place. We do go up the bar, the waterfront bar, we go up there for a beer together. Everyone knows the ducks and they just love them, they have photographs taken. We've dogged the duck, he's beautiful, you can put him on your shoulder like a parrot and he'll sit there all day long. He just got no, no attempt to get off, he just stay there. With Dog, I like to take him out nearly every day. Just even we have a quick stroll to the Strand and back. This time of year it's getting a bit dark after work. It is very, very, and most people when they stroke Goldie or Dog, they say, wow, I've never touched a duck before. They're so soft. And the smile on their faces, you think, yeah, it's good. But the City Wall Public House and the Queen Charlotte do make us feel very, very welcome, very welcome. But Dog will, he's with us all evening. He'll stand beside me, have a beer. While I have a beer, he'll stand and follow, meet with the other reenactors. It's um, like the Mad Duck Man. Everyone knows him as the Mad Duck Man. But it's just lovely when people meet and greet them, the smiles on their face. You can see pictures of Mark with his animals in the story at Kent Online. A Kent couple with a combined age of 205 are thought to be the oldest in the country. Tim and Dorothy Walter from Wingham have been married for more than 80 years and say they've never argued. The 102 and 103 year olds met when they were just 18 and tied the knot three years later. Kent Online Sports. Football and Charlton's allocation of tickets for their FA Cup game against Gillingham at the weekend have sold out. A big crowd's expected at Priestfield for the second round clash on Saturday. More than 1,500 Addicts fans will make the trip. And finally, Dame Kelly Holmes has been signing copies of her new book at Blue Water. The former Olympian who lives near Tunbridge has published her memoir called Unique. She describes living in fear of being outed while serving in the military and the freedom of finally coming out. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. While you're there, you can check out the Kent Criminals locked up in November and our latest Eat My Words food review. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.